And we're live from the res here. Our guest, Mr. Justin Amador, uh, the Reservation Reptiles, the man with the biggest snake. Just kidding. That's what I say. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, something you got going on right now, something that I think a lot of people might be tripped out on in our area for sure, oh, yeah. is the idea of a reptile... Um, how would you explain what you got going, I should say? I'd kind of explain it as a reptile keeper. Uh, we are kind of do like a some, somewhat of a rescue, some breeding, and just a lot of educational uh, classes with the youth, with adults, with you know people within the community and the reservation. Uh, th this year, the summer, past summer, we actually did uh, attend the Viejas Cultural Gathering with the snakes and you know, it was it was good seeing people from different ages, from infants to you know the elders coming in, you know, holding snakes. Some never even held a snake or been that close to a snake in their lives, because there's kind of a stigma, you know, within our community that snakes are bad. But snakes are actually really good. You know, they keep down the population of uh, rodents, you know, rabbits, squirrels, field mice, stuff like that. And, uh, and then there's also the non-venomous like the uh gopher snakes that and uh king snakes that eat the rattlesnakes too so it's kind of a crazy situation what we do but you know it's all worth it in the end and we're glad that we do it yeah and so um it's kind of like a snake refuge i guess for some right it's yeah. an opportunity to to be around snakes things like that i know um like you're talking about it's a little bit of a uh, i don't know a taboo maybe not be the word we have a long relationship yeah. uh, relationship with snakes i do know that I mean, if you think about even our creation story, we talk about um, a serpent-like thing, a, a snake at will, you know, um, it was described as such, right, came in and um, and that was what kind of brought early knowledge to our people, we're talking about in the ancient times. And so it's in our creation story, the snake. Oh, yeah. Down here in Southern California, we have the gourd rattle, the sound effect it makes that Most tribes that sing the birds say that that's where that sound effect came from. The early construction of like the turtle uh, rattles and the regular gourd rattles come from the the sound effect that a rattlesnake makes, and then the designs that you see uh, throughout our region, whether it's the diamonds uh, on the baskets or even the snakes themselves that are put on the baskets, you see that always within our symbols, representing knowledge, representing really a lot of things. So we've had a long history. It's in our lore. It's in our stories, in our worldview. Uh, with snakes, we've been living with them so long. I'm sure throughout the years, we've had a lot of people who have been bitten by them, probably back in the day, have died from that. I don't know if I can think of anybody recent times who's been bitten and killed, but I know a long time ago, it must have happened, right? Oh, yeah. And I know for a long time that our people also ate snake. Oh, yeah. And so we have this, you know, real relationship with the snakes. I myself have eaten snake. It's good. Um, now, I guess, you know, most of the time you see snakes, it's like, you know, we're so close to the border, it's like on somebody's boots, you know, yeah. <laughs> they're matching the boots to the hat band, to the belt buckle, to the belt, you know, yeah. and you're like, whoa. So, yeah, we definitely have like a long relationship with like with rattlesnakes for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, and so that's cool, though, to see somebody in our community bringing that back. How did you get into wanting to deal with uh, reptiles? Besides, like, I know when I was a kid, like everybody's like, I want to check out the, you know, the snake book or something. But yeah. what brought you into dealing with reptiles? Um Honestly, it's just, you know, the fascination with them when I was a kid, always, when we go to the zoo or go to the pet store, that's one of the things that I always look at and wanted to see first would be the snakes, and especially like, you know, the large anacondas, the rattlesnakes, the vipers, you know, all the different species. And, you know, I was always fascinated by them. 
And then as I got older, you know, my, I wasn't allowed to have snakes. But my first reptile I got, I was 15, 16 years old, was an iguana. Actually, I had two of them. One I got at a pet store in La Mesa that's no longer there. And another I got from a friend of my mom. And the first one I got was maybe about four feet, maybe three at the max. And then the next one I got was almost six foot and head was that big. And, you know, it was really long. I think uh, I used to carry it around, bring it to the rec center and, you know, show all the kids and stuff like that. And then when I joined the military, I had to rehome them. And I gave them to a reptile sanctuary that I can't remember where, but it's somewhere here. And I wish I remembered the name so I could see if they still have them, how they're doing or what, you know, what happened to them. Because they could still, they should still be alive. Because you know, some reptiles, especially the longer lizards, can live up to twenty years or you know longer, if that, you know. So, uh, but then uh, I got my first ball python snake when uh, I was stationed in Missouri. We were just at the pet store one day grabbing dog food and stuff or cat food, something, and I seen it and I was just like, "Yep, we're getting that." And I actually have it here. Do you want me to pull it out, or do you want to wait for later? Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> yeah, see what you got. What do you, what do you got? What is it, a ball python, you said? Yes. Now, I know a long time ago, I used to be told, like, don't look at a snake in the eyes. You know, they'll uh, do the old Mowgli on you. Like a Jungle Book, when the when Mowgli looks at the snake's eyes, and next thing you know, he's doing the whole thing. They say, like, they'll, they'll um, hypnotize you a little bit. Yeah. Oh, my God, that thing's alive. That's real. Yeah, this one, oh my god! What is that again? This what? is a ball python. Okay, that's like real like um, when kids draw snakes, that's what they draw right there, right? Yeah, yeah this is they're called ball pythons because when they feel threatened, they kind of roll themselves into a ball, oh. and they can you know can condense themselves, and it's kind of just a way to hide. But uh, they're called they're also called uh, African royal pythons because that's kind of where they're from in the northern part mm. of Africa, I believe. Uh, and this one is called the calico because he's got the white spots. With ball pythons, there's hundreds of different morphs and different, you know, genes and subspecies and that. It's just hard to keep track of them, but they all have certain identifiers in, like, the white spots. It's called calico or sugar, and, you know, he's darker than a regular ball python, and the patterns are always different. We've had many, many different ball pythons that we've rescued and rehomed, but this one will always stay with us, and he's about five years old now, and he eats... Uh, medium-sized rats and we get those from you know a friend of ours and or you know if she doesn't have any then we get them from uh pet stores you know all over san diego county but mm -hmm. we used to breed our own rats but you know with work and conflicting schedules it was just too hard to maintain so <clears throat> when i look at that you know what i see right off the bat which is weird i look beyond the the colors of it and i see the golden ratio yeah you know what i mean i see all the little mini diamonds that are oh, yeah. that go around the body it's yeah. really, it's really an attractive animal. It's, oh, yeah. and I'm sure, like as I look at the, um, the spottings, I don't know if that's what you call them. The, uh, yeah. it looks like camouflage. I'm sure it's kind of oh, yeah. like where camouflage come from, right? Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, they're kind of like they, you know, more or not more, but ev evolutionize themselves to kind of, you know, blend in with their surroundings. Yeah. But you don't see like the, you know, crazy morphs like the albinos, you know, out mm -hmm. in the wild as you know you see these ones because. The ones that have the, you know, different, that are the different. Yeah, I've seen like the white ones. Yeah. There's like real bright or yellow ones, I think. Exactly, about, yeah. yeah. Those are albinos. And oh, those are albinos. So that's not very common then. It's in, in the wild, no, in the wild? because okay. they get their, you know, high visibility. They're, you uh, know, they're, you know, hunting the get, preyed upon real easy okay. because they're more spotted. These guys, you know. It's nervous right now. It's balling itself up, huh? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Okay. It's kind of, you know, trying to find out where, you know, where to go. But, uh, <clears throat> yes, yeah, but. Uh, in the wild, yeah, you won't see many of them. 
if you do see them, you know, in certain cultures, it's kind of like a, uh, like an, I guess like an omen, maybe you'd say. Oh yeah. And so like, you know, cause it's, you know, so rare to see them out there like that. Yeah. Like in our area, you see like an owl during the day, you know, you're supposed yeah. to see those at night. That's, that means stuff to different exactly. families. See a coyote during the day. It's weird. I guess if you've seen a albino snake in those regions, they must have their own, their own ideas what that exactly, means to them. Yeah. Like, uh, some of them, like, uh, one of the snakes that we got from a friend, uh, his uh, family or his wife's family is from the Philippines, and they wouldn't even look at the snake when we were there. And like, oh yeah, so yeah, it's telling you they'll hypnotize you, man. Next oh, thing yeah. you know, you're doing the whole yeah, yeah, walking like an Egyptian, looking around. Is that is that snake edible? So, That's a weird question. I know, all but snakes are edible. Yeah, all snakes are edible. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> but you may not survive. <laughs> if it came down to it, I, I wouldn't mind eating a snake. I've been, I've had rattlesnake before. Yeah, uh, I know in some cultures they have you know uh, Burmese pythons. They eat them and reticulated pythons and yeah. You know, down in Florida, I think I don't know if they actually eat them, but I know they do. They hunt the Burmese python because they're an invasive species. Oh, we have yeah. some of those at the house too, but they're kind of in shed right now. And when they're about to shed, then they can't. Their eyes uh, gloss over and they can't see too well. Okay, and it's hard for them to you know use their heat sensors too, and they're more aggressive. So when we when they're like that, we kind of leave them alone. I think that's why one bit me the other day. But oh, <laughs> you got <laughs> bit on your hand or something? Yeah, I got bit on my hand. I don't oh, know. I see it's it a little bit. Hard to see it now. You can't really see out there, guys. But he's got a little slice on there, a little cut line, little pinholes. Oh wow! Around my palm, it didn't really hurt too bad. It was just kind of the more shock and awe value of, of it mostly. But, they used know. to say if you, if you got bit by a snake, then you wouldn't be able to grow stuff very good. There went your green thumb. Yeah. That's what our people used to say. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I'm sure other areas have different things, but oh, yeah. I don't know if you're out trying to grow stuff anyway, so you're probably okay. Oh, we grew some pumpkins this year for yeah. Halloween. <laughs> you're not growing that, that legalized in California stuff yet, huh? No, no I'm no, kidding. No. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, and then okay. also with the belly, too. If you can Yeah, that's see real. It, attractive. The brown spotting. Uh, a lot of people say that's indicators that it has a, you know, different... Uh, I guess traits like, uh, you know, it's a heterozygous for, you know, could be albino, it could be, you know, who knows. Because when we got this guy, we didn't really know too much about snakes at the time. We just knew that we wanted it. And then after doing, after about a couple months of, you know, doing research, we found a lot of different morphs. And there's a lot of morphs that aren't actually compatible. And there's some that are in the European states that are uh, banned from being breeding because they've uh, inbred them so much in that, you know, in crossbreeding. And like there are some of them that have head wobbles, and we have one that's like that right now too. What does that mean? Like its head will keep wobbling, yeah, literally? Head will, it and that's it, like a deformity yeah, or yeah, something, a, or a disability. Yeah, it's a disability, and uh, so and you don't, we don't want to breed her, and we can't, we rescued her from, uh, found her on a Craigslist ad, and you know the lady said that you know she never held it, and like you know it was just a, too aggressive, and when I picked it up, yeah, it was striking at me, and like every time we'd walk by its enclosure, it'd strike at the enclosure, but. You know, after holding it for, you know, two, three times a week, you know, for about 10, 15 minutes, you know, finally calmed down and we use one of her, we use her as one of our uh, um, educational snakes when we can go to pro programs sure. and stuff like that. And this one too, just because of how friendly it is. And just because, you know, they're friendly doesn't mean that they won't bite, you know, every snake, you know, has a tendency to bite. You know, I didn't expect to get bit the other day, but, you know, I always know going in that I have a chance to get bit. Sure. Well, I mean, dogs bite, cats yeah. bite, humans bite. Yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> you try not to get bit by it, yeah. but they do, you know. Yeah. That's a very attractive snake, though, as I'm looking at it. Oh, yeah. I'm not really a, a snake guy, per se. I don't mind them. I have nothing against them. I don't really get scared by them. 
um, too much, but it's an attractive snake, you know? Yeah, I like the, you know, it goes from, like, you know, the golden, light brown, and then the dark, and, like, almost black, and then the, it's, you know. It looks fake. It, it yeah. looks 100% fake. If it wasn't moving, brown, I would think it's fake. brown, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this this was the first one we got. We got him, when I when we got him, he could fit in the palm of my hand. He was tiny. So what do kids say when they see this? What's the number one comment they make or question? Is it venomous or is it poisonous? Oh. <laughs> so, like, we, we're always going to get those questions, but no. They're not. Right after you hand it to him, yeah. tell the mom, like, yes, yes, it is, buddy. <laughs> Watch the mom scream. <laughs> yeah. uh, just, you know, venomous and, you know, if they bite and, you know, stuff like that. And what do they eat? You know, the typical questions, you know. Sure. And, uh, you know, some people, some kids ask, you know, what their enclosures like, you know, what they, you know, why do we have them? And, you know, we explain to them that, you know, we rescue them, you know. Yeah. We, you know, we've taken a lot in from some, you know, people that couldn't just, that just didn't have time or didn't want them. And, you know, what we do is we, get, you know, keep them for a couple months and, you know, get them some food, get them back up to health. And then we go around and, uh, you know, take them to, you know, places and, you know, uh, to educational stuff. And then, you know, someone, you know, sparks an interest, you know, we tell them, hey, you know, there's a slight, you know, we don't charge much for them, you know, just because we're not in it for the money. We're just in it for the fun and the education and, you know, tell them, you know, just a small rehoming fee just to, you know, kind of get what we pay for and, you know, rats or, you know, whatever. But most times, you know, we've donated snakes to, you know, the VA House Rec Center for the STEAM program for science and biology. And that one was a baby when we got in. And I think it's pretty big now. I haven't seen it in a couple months, but I'm guessing it's probably pretty big. <laughs> Hopefully, nobody got down there and ate it. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. Right. But you know, I, I think all pets are like that. High end pets, especially like are pets that kids like, children like. You know, like around Christmas time or Easter time or these, you know, these times of year, it's like, mommy, I want this. I want a rabbit, or I want that oh, dog, yeah. or I want this cat, or. And I, I've heard that horses are like that. Like a lot oh, of parents. Yeah. Will buy their daughter a pony. I want a pony. I want a pony. And then, like, the pony starts to grow, or the puppy starts to grow into a large dog. And then the reality is hit of the, the parents or the family. Like, wait a minute, we don't got a big enough yard for this. Oh, yeah. I'm not really going to take this dog for a walk every yeah. every day. Um, I really don't. You know, I didn't. I underestimated what it costs to take care of it or the care it takes. Oh, yeah. And then, and then, you know, they just go and let the animal go into the nature. Or I've heard about you know up here on the res, people would just drive up to grade and leave their their dogs, you know, yeah. which is crazy because now it's like on the res, our, our res dogs here, like they're a mix between, you know, that the really rugged res dog and who knows what kind of dog it is mixed with like some kind of, chihuahua you know, or chihuahua or some high end dog that someone paid a thousand bucks for. Yeah. And you're like, that's a funky res dog, man. Yeah. And but, th- that's true. Like uh, Christmas time, holidays mm-hmm. and uh, birthdays and uh, reptile shows because there's they do uh, reptile shows, you know, throughout the year, you know. Yeah. San Diego, LA, a lot of major cities. And, you know, they, you know, kids go there and they, you know, beg their parents to get them a snake. And, you know, that's what happens. You know, some people, you know, snakes aren't, they're not hard to take care of, but they're not, you know, no reptile is easy to take care of either. Sure. You know, you got to make sure that you're holding it, make sure it's fed right, make sure the humidity is right. If it gets sick, you know, which job, where is the vet that you need to take it? Um, but any animal is a responsibility. Yeah, exactly. So, if you're going to get your kid an animal, I mean, just make sure that they're up for it. And you as a parent, that might mean you have to do it, but oh, yeah. snakes are no different. I yeah. kind of feel like with the little cute dogs or cats, it's like, all right, we got to take care of it. But I, I mean, I might be wrong, but I kind of feel like parents would be like, ah, it's a snake. Just let it go outside. Because I see people do that with yeah. turtles sometimes. They'll oh, yeah. let the turtles go. And then it's like, where did the turtle go? I don't know. It's in the yard. But it's like, no, that turtle's fighting to survive now. Right. And it's lost. 
And the next time you see it, it's a Ninja Turtles. It's like 20 yeah. minutes, you know, it's a dinosaur. Oh, yeah. It's grown, and you know. That's, you know, that's true, too. Like, uh, especially in, like, Florida, like, Louisiana uh-huh. and those areas right there. That right there is, like, prime, you know, reptiles because, uh, prime area for reptiles because it's got the humidity. It's got the moisture. It's got the, you know, the Everglades and, you know, the swampy areas. And people get, you know, the Burmese pythons and the anacondas and, you know, the large snakes. And they grow pretty quick. They can, they start out as babies, you know you know, maybe like a foot, foot and a half. And then, you know, within a year, you know, it could be up to, you know, almost eight feet and mm-hmm. eating rabbits. And some people, you know, don't have enough room for it and they just take it out to the Everglades and drop it off. And that's why, and they're an invasive species too, because when those snakes lay eggs, they lay up to, you know, anywhere from like 10, you know, 30, you know? Oh, wow. And so, you know, then you got 30 and then, you know, a few years later when those ones start laying eggs or, you know, you know, however many you got, you know, you're overrun with them and that's what's going on with the Everglades and that, is also due part to the uh, hurricanes that have hit too and have destroyed uh, mm-hmm. reptile sanctuaries too, and then they get out. And so it's it's pretty bad out there, and you know, yeah, it sucks, you know, seeing people hunt them for sport. But you know, I understand too that you know it's you know it's you know they're they're a big part of the a lot of their animals too, like their deer's and stuff like that, and like coyotes have been you know going showing up missing and stuff like that. Like, you imagine seeing that a snake just taking out a whole coyote. Oh yeah, I know they do, but it's oh, like. Yeah. I don't know. I've never seen it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure it's out there in YouTube world, yeah, but I think there's a video that's gnarly. eating a gator out there too. Yeah. Oh my God, man. That's gnarly. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I'll put this one away. And so that was again, a, a ball, uh, ball python, ball python. And what's the name? I know you got to have a name for that. Uh, his name is strangles. <laughs> Strangle. <laughs> that's clever. I like it. You ever just put a snake under the, the toilet door? You ever done that before? No. Uh, one time, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, one time I was, because uh, we sometimes if they get a suck shed, you gotta bathe them, soak them in, you know, a tub of water. Yeah. And I was doing that, and I kind of forgot about it, and I went to do something, and uh, my wife Sarah went into the bathroom, and uh, she opened the door, and she said she just, you know, walked around the corner, she just saw a head staring at her, and she was like, "Nope, close the door," because <laughs> not that today. One, that one was a rescue that you know was kind of slightly aggressive too. So oh, yeah. I was like, oh, nope, and put a towel, you know, on the ground, and make sure it wouldn't oh. get out. And so, like, I came home and, like, yeah, I had to pick it up, and he was not happy with me. <laughs> the snake was, you know, kind of, like, you know, hissing at me. But, like, I knew it wouldn't strike, so I just kind of picked it up real quick and put it in, back into an enclosure. And we've had, a, you know, a few snakes get out. Um, uh, one time we had a, uh, I think it was about a 14-foot reticulated python get out. Like, uh, I was doing the same thing. You know, I was cleaning her enclosure out because she pooped in it, and she, she had a rabbit, you know, decent-sized rabbit about this big. And so, like, you know, and her poops were bad. So I cleaned it out, and then we went, you know, got breakfast. And I was like, um, yeah, we need to go home real quick. <laughs> so we got home, but luckily our, our other animals were still okay. Yeah. But she kind of just got out and was just kind of just chilling right there. So it wasn't too bad. The doors were, you know, where we keep our reptiles were closed and locked, so nothing was going in. None of the kids were home, so, but, you know, <laughs> it happens. But, you know, we find yeah, them, you know, pretty pretty quickly. That's cool. And so I got to share a story about snakes as we're talking about like seeing them and catch them and all that. Oh, yeah. I remember when I was a kid, people don't believe this, but it's 100% true. I put it, I mean, I put it on everything. <laughs> but I swear when I was like 10 years old, um, I used to want a snake. Actually, I was in third grade. So yeah, 9, 10, something yeah. like that. I really wanted a snake real bad. And um, we had a classroom snake. And so I went out to the, um, and like I sat in the back of the room, right? And I remember like, that's probably why I, I, I've never been too good at math. Because in college, I was good at math, but like, like I wasn't good in high school. Yeah. And I think it's because I missed steps because that year we were doing a lot of like, it's like that year you kind of step up your math game from like, you know, to 
like kind of like the pre-algebra wannabe, like you yeah. know, multiple, whatever. I don't know. All I know is I sat in the back of the room and there was a snake right there, and I was sitting like there half of the day and just like stare at the snake and checking out. Like, oh, it's cool. And the teacher would be talking about something about math. I don't know what because I wasn't paying attention, right? So I'm sitting there like, <laughs> and so I asked, I asked my parents, say, hey, like, can I get a snake? And my dad's like, no, you ain't get no snake. And I was like, but why not? You know, come on, we don't want a snake. And and mom was like, no, no, you know, you got to feed them, expensive and all that kind of stuff. And um, and so I, I kind of in my mind said, well, my mom didn't say no. She said they were a lot of work and expensive and all that. My dad was like, he wasn't going to buy one. He didn't say I couldn't have one. He said he wasn't going to buy me one. So I thought, well, if I get my own snake, I'll be all right. And so I remember I went to school. It was like literally the next day I went to school or maybe a couple of days later. And I got home uh, after school and I got off the bus and oh my God, it was like the luckiest day ever. <laughs> Because as the bus went up and came back down, there was a snake in the middle of the road. I was like, what the heck, dude? Here's my big chance. Free snake on the road. So I go out and I run in the house real quick and I got like a, like a little stick and I got like a box, like a cardboard box. And I thought, well, if I could like, kind of like get the stick and throw it in the box, I can keep it. Yeah. So I go back out and the snake's still on the road, mind you, right in the middle of the road. So I run out and um, I got the snake and I throw the box to the side and I'm trying to usher the snake in with a stick and the, and the snake won't go in. I'm like, what the heck? So I'm like trying to really usher the snake. And by this time, it, it's getting mad. I can tell because yeah. the tail's going. It's a rattlesnake. I'm an idiot. Okay, so I'm a little kid. I'm an idiot. I'm trying to get me a rattlesnake. And so right in that moment, I swear time slowed down like Matrix style, right? And so the snake like trying to take a bite at me. Like it like struck at me at my leg. And I was like 10. Yeah. a chubby little res kid, you know? <laughs> looked like a big piece of fry bread out there. And it looked like I was trying to take a bite of it. And I was like in one motion, dude. I turned from like chubby res kid, you know, I turned from Filbert to Powell Highway, you know, like the little kid on smoke signals or whatever. But I turned from that to um to like Bruce Lee and my foot did a little like switch kick. Bad! I kicked that snake right on top of his head. I didn't kick it. I just threw my foot right on top of its head and I had it pinned down. I had it pinned. My foot was on top of his head. And then the body started going crazy. So I grabbed the the tail of the snake. It was a rattlesnake. And I remember like shaking it, like, shh. I was like, what the heck? And I was a little kid. I was like, oh, man. And at this point, I was like, what am I supposed to do? You know, like, yeah. and then I'm in the middle of the road, too. I can't stand here forever. You get hit by a car. So, and the snake was angry. So, I had all my weight on its head. And it was like, it was like trying to. And I remember at one point, like, I let it go on actually, like, it slid out. And it started to want to wrap around my leg. So, I reached down and I unwrapped it real quick. And I grabbed it. And I had the snake. And I remember in one motion, and people don't believe it, but it's 100% true. I turned my hand upside like that. Uh, and in one motion, I let go of my foot, and I just pulled that snake out like Indiana Jones style. <laughs> yeah, I did a little bit of a swing, and pop, popped it on the road. <laughs> then I felt bad because, like, I did it twice. Boom, boom. And, like, time came back to normal, and I was like, oh, my God. You almost like, got bit by a rattlesnake. <laughs> and then I was – but I was like, dude, like, this is the snake I wanted to keep as a pet. And now the snake's dead. <laughs> and I had the snake, and I'm like, oh, dude. But it was still cool to look at. So I threw it in the box, took it in back. We had an old fish aquarium. I threw it in there and put a board over it, you know, like threw yeah. some plants in there. I don't know what I was doing. Yeah. Just being an idiot. My parents are home at the moment. Um, but anyways, I went back there and I had it there and I was just kind of like, oh, it's a cool snake. You know, like pretend because it was dead. I just knocked this thing out. But what I didn't know, you know, I went back inside, started watching some, I don't know, whatever I used G.I. Joe or whatever yeah. was on TV at the moment. And then, uh, which learning is half the battle because my mom got home, said, mom, I got a snake. And she's like, what? So I took her outside and I showed her and this thing wasn't dead, dude. I must've knocked it out. Mm -hmm. Cause the snake was like, 
<laughs> it was like hitting the, the glass. Yeah. And it was like spitting at the glass. And I was like, oh no, dude, this thing's pissed. And like, we we're like, well, we can't let it go now. We let it out. Like, it's going to get one of us. So I remember my mom goes, well, your dad, you know, he was a firefighter. So he'd work like a few days on, a few days off. He gets off tomorrow. We'll wait till he gets back and we'll see what he says to do. You know, we didn't have nobody like you. We could call and be like, hey, yeah. <laughs> we got a reptile. Come grab it. You know, the yeah. crazy rattlesnake trying to bite somebody. So, um, yeah, so uh, the next morning, we, uh, he got there early, and I remember got up, went outside, and the snake was gone. The thing had knocked itself off, and the glass was broken, and the snake was gone. And I remember, like, my dad looked at me, he, was, he said something along the lines, like, we better watch out, the snake's going to be looking for you. <laughs> I remember going, like, oh, no, man. I just thought, like, because I used to always hear, like, snakes go in pairs, or I don't know if that's true, but, yeah. like, so I always thought if I knocked out one... The snake homie, whoever the homie's, you know, snake, oh, he's got my homie in there. Probably was sitting there watching <laughs> me <man's>. <laughs> watching me through the bush going, he's got me, you know, we're going to get him out. And now he got out into the bush. They probably watching me walk around and be like, I'm going to get that dude. I'm going to get him in the ankle. But, um, but yeah, I caught a snake like that when I was like 10. Yeah. So I personally was never afraid of snakes. You know, I'd yeah. walk right up to him and, you know, I don't recommend that Yeah. Um, because yeah. sometimes they're not gophers, they're rattlesnakes. Oh, yeah. And a gopher you can pick up, right? Uh, you can, yeah. They will bite because okay. they are wild, so they're not, you know, domesticated like these ones are. You gotta but, be quick. Yeah, you gotta be quick. Okay. But I mean, we've caught gopher snakes in the no. house before, picked them up, and put them in our enclosures for a couple of days, maybe give them a rat or two. Okay. You know, just kind of feed them, then send them on their way. But uh, you know, like if we see one on the side of the road, we'll you know try to at least move it off, even if it's yeah. alive or dead. You know, you know, just kind of you know for the respect of the animal. But uh, yeah, we, you know they're they're okay to pick up, but I wouldn't recommend it if you don't if you're not experienced, especially if you can't tell the indicators, because you know a lot of. Well, people... what are those key indicators? How do you know? Uh, what's it in our area? Probably gopher and rattle are probably two that are most yeah. They're the common. most common here okay. in like you know the Alpine VA house area. Uh, they look very similar, but it's just all about the head. And, you know, the head on a rattlesnake is more of like the spade or shovel shape. Okay. And the gopher is kind of more of like it kind of looks like it, but it's not as wide i guess and the neck is uh also like i don't know the whole body's neck basically but you know just you know right at the base of the head you can kind of tell and then just like the coloration uh i always think that you know the rattlesnake has more of the diamond and like you know more uh pixelated than the gopher the gopher kind of has like uh you know the square body square uh pattern on their bodies kind of uh Kind of like a checkered almost. Okay. And obviously the rattlers are huge indicators. When they're babies, they're kind of hard to tell. So it's best to just leave them alone when they're uh, when they're babies. You know, it doesn't matter if gopher, rattle. But uh, if you can, just, you know, if you call a fire department, they will come and, you know, move it away or humane society or, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, I'm actually, me and uh, my wife, Sarah, we're part of uh, the San Diego Reptile Keepers, and there's, you know, members of it all over San Diego County, sure. and, you know, a lot of them, you know, are willing to come in, you know, if they if they can, and remove the snake, you know, whether it's, you know, venomous or not, a gopher, rattle, king snake, you know, whatever kind of snake it is, you know, they could come and get, you know, rescue it for you, and get it out of there, and, you know, put it in an area where, you know, there's not a lot of people, and, you know, they can thrive. And, you know, there's some species of rattlesnake in San Diego, in California, too, that are uh, protected species. Uh, Red Western Diamondback is, you know, mm -hmm. you know, it's beautiful snake and, you know, you shouldn't kill them. You know, you shouldn't kill any snake because they have a purpose, you know. They keep a lot of the wildlife down, you know, the squirrels that, you know, chew up, you know, people's cars and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, I try to tell people that when, you know, especially on uh, certain Facebook pages that, you know, 
show him like uh you know their dead snake and this was like hey you know there's and later on complained about oh scroll ate this or you know go for eight that but, that happened know. in my car though when uh, yeah. when it started yeah. i thought the batteries messed up and i had to go buy those that are in automotives know what a harness is i had to buy a whole new harness oh, yeah. which is really just all the wiring to the electric electrical system yeah what i didn't know is that the le- the electric uh it's all wrapped in um, like an oil that's made out of um, or made from corn, corn yeah. oil wrapping on the wire. And so the squirrels <laughs> smell that and it's like it's like corn to them or whatever. And they want it's real attractive. Yeah. They go in there, they'll eat all your wires. And now you got like a two thousand oh, yeah. dollar. That's what it cost to put a new harness on our ride that one time. And I oh, was yeah. like, oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. And it was like a newer car and whatnot. And and. But again, it was squirrels, yeah. Yeah. So I guess if we had a bunch of rattlesnakes, that would help. Yeah. yeah. If you can relocate them, sure. move them to you know a certain area or like an area where there's not people. If not, you know, if you have to do what you have to do, you know, it sucks. But you know, if you can, you know, call you know someone to come and move it. Um, I've had a few calls, but every time I've always been like gone or at work, so I can't always you know I can't go and get it. But yeah. Uh, San Diego Reptile Keepers, SDRK, they're a good group of people, and, you know, we like hanging out with them, you know, a lot of people with lots of knowledge have been keeping, you know, reptiles, and you know, for years and years. See, and, if I showed up, if I showed up, man, I'd legit show up like the, like the Colandero on La Bamba, you ever see that, yeah. with, he's got the bandana, the snakes getting the necklace, and I'd be like, shh, that's how I show up. I, they say king snakes are good, right? King snakes are king the, because yeah. they chase the, coy- uh, the coyotes, lad. they chase the, uh, the rattlesnakes away, right? Yeah, they'll, they'll okay. eat them too. And they'll eat them, huh? Yeah. Which I know cool. one time in my yard, I was walking and I saw a snake and I about had a heart attack. Man. I about dropped my whole lunch out my backside. And I looked down, I was like, Ugh! and I was like, oh man. And I just saw it moving. It was a big, it was huge. And I thought, what the heck? So um, I just kind of walked and saw like, you know, from a pace, I could see its head and I could see its tail. And it was just, it was like, it was just walking out of my yard, you know, slithering out. Yeah. And I just kind of walked it alongside it and it just went through. And I just thought, wow, that's pretty cool. It was a king snake. Yeah. And it was just cruising through. And I've heard that. You know, um, when they kind of get their little freeway or the little road, they'll kind of like frequent that every yeah. so often, and that was cool with me because you know I knew I know that they uh, they do keep down the road into squirrels, yeah. and I live in a field, so yeah. ain't nothing wrong with that, you know. Yeah, and uh, king snakes are you know you could tell them you know apart because they're black and white. Yeah, you know, they either they're banded or you know some uh, have the straight uh, stripe going down their back, whether it's okay. a black you know black side with the white or the white, you know, with the black stripe, mm-hmm. you know, those are pretty, you know, you see those at, you know, pet shows all the time and, you know, they're, they're beautiful. And, uh, yeah, like king snakes are, you know, they're pretty popular too as a uh, domesticated pets, but you know, they're, uh, so like, you don't, you still don't want to pick them up. You know, you never want to pick up a wild snake, you know, yeah. unless you actually are trained or, you know, you've had experience for rescue or for that matter, animals. anything wild, you know. Yeah. I mean, even the wild res dogs. Don't yeah. be petting somebody else's dog; it might bite you. Yeah. You know. I mean, yeah, I've seen it. You know. Yeah. Hey, what else you got over there? You got a bunch um, of stuff. Let's scope something yeah, else. This is another one. This one. Yeah, I've seen, I mean, I've seen, I've seen cats try to take people. I mean, you know, they are animals. All animals come from wild at some point. We've domesticated everything somewhat. Holy smokes, look at that thing! You this know? one is called a uh, blood python. Wow, these are it's from, real stubby uh, that one, huh? Yeah, and they're uh, called short tails. Mm. If you notice on the other one, the tail is a little bit longer, but these ones are kind of short. Yeah, it looks like my braid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and these ones get up, up to about, you know, four or five feet, some say six. Uh, I haven't seen one that big yet. Hopefully I can get this one. That's she said. That's a really attractive snake, though, too. It's like oh, the other yeah. one, just not as dark, huh? Yeah, it's a, it's a, different, it's a different species. These oh, okay. are from uh, Sumatra and, like, uh, those islands out there. Oh, wow, okay. And, uh, yeah, um, there's different kinds, you know, like the other ones. There's some that are, like, you know, more yellow with a bright red or, like, almost mm-hmm. like the color of, you know, the the blanket behind you. And there's some called uh, uh, 
chrome heads. I have one of those at home, but that one's also in shed. It's pretty crazy. Uh, like all of them like kind of sync up with their sheds and, you know, along with the feeding schedule. Mm -hmm. So like I'll go open up, you know, all their enclosures and see a whole bunch of sheds and I'm just like, cool. And, uh, but yeah, this one, uh, we got from a big breeder, which we were kind of warned about not buying from, but we saw it and we're like, Oh, that was pretty. And you know, it was kind of falsely advertised, you know, you're not supposed to sell, you know, snakes under a certain amount of grams. Okay. She was advertised as 90 grams or 96 grams, something like that, which okay. is kind of on the low end, but you know, it's, you know, it's okay. It means that she's had a few meals. And then when we got her, she just looked, you know, really skinny. And so we weighed her and she was like 60 grams. And then I saw a bubbling coming out of her nose and out of her mouth. And that's an indicator of a upper respiratory infection. And so uh, I took her to the, uh, to the vet and, uh, yeah, she had a respiratory infection. So, you know, we got a sick animal and, you know, we messaged the person. I mean, we only had her for like two, three days when we noticed this stuff. And when we messaged him, he was just like, oh, well, you know, I don't know how that happened. You know, it's not my fault. And we're just like, uh, well, it kind of is, dude. Like the snake, is, you know, we've only had it for a few days and, and it's severely underweight. But, uh, you know, we had a, you know... Get... Well, it's a good thing you guys took it in and take care of it, yeah. I guess, right? I guess it would be the message on that. Oh, I yeah. mean... She was pretty aggressive when we got her because she was still a baby. But, you know, we yeah. had to give her, you know, 10 rounds of uh, antibiotics. You know, we got to do shots, you know, underneath the scales. Which at first was, you know, a little scary because, you know, I've never done it. But, you know, you know, it helped out. And, you know, when I got her, she was, you know, smaller than the palm of my hand, too. And now she's, you know, this big. It took her, you know almost a year before she even ate anything and we kind of had a you know force feed which you know we don't like doing but sometimes you kind of have to so it's just you know opening the mouth and just you know putting the rat in there after it's been uh you know for this one it was uh frozen mm -hmm. you thaw them out and then feed them like that and like we don't like doing it a lot of people don't like doing it but you know sometimes you got to do what you got to do because we didn't want the snake to die sure and so you know she's been you know we take her out now but yeah, she's really pretty, and uh, you know her tail. You, know, you could hear her kind of hiss. Yeah, is that so, the snake? I was about to ask. Yeah, that's her. Like you know, thought it was my stomach. <laughs> I was like, I ate dinner. I heard some. So yeah, but uh, someone no. cooking eggs in the back. Yeah, that's that's the snake. If you can hear that. Okay, that was me. Yeah. But yeah, you can kind of hear it. Yeah, we have a oh. few. Uh, is it hissing everybody? Or is that just me? Uh, no, Do I need to take right that now, personal? Just because she might be hungry, you know. Mm, don't be looking at me. <laughs> I ain't no rat that. Yeah, it was pretty, you know, with the power outages that we have up here oh, too. Yeah? Like, you know, it's kind of hard. Like, we got to bring them all inside. Oh, anyway, yeah. Uh, they're in a, they're called rack systems, and it's got belly heat, and, you know, mm -hmm. we keep them at the, you know, correct temperatures. But once that heat goes, or the electricity goes out. There goes your lamps, there goes your heat, huh? Yeah, everything. Mm. So we got to bring them all, and, you know, I almost bought a separate generator just for them. Yeah, you but, might have you know, to at some point, huh? Yeah, but luckily it wasn't too cold yet, and so I think if it goes down again when it gets too, too cold, then, yeah, it will, but... Did yeah. you think you'd be doing this when you were a kid? I mean, you grew no. up on the res. I mean, this is not something... Yeah. I don't know very many people on the different reservations that I've been to that have a, you know, reservation reptiles, they have a... <laughs> A, a reptile sanctuary. Yeah. I mean, it still seems very like a common no, thing. It's not really a common. Are you the only one? Like, in, uh, no. you got to be the only one in SoCal, no? Uh, no, uh, actually, uh, uh, Gabe T. Sam, you know. Oh, Count, Gabe does something Count, too. Count okay. Gabe, yeah, I know he has horses and stuff. Yeah, he's got a you know he's got a nice reptile collection. Oh, cool. You know, we, okay. You know, always, you know, that's you know some good common ground. So there's a networking out there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, some of the youth from the res, you know, we've had, you know, they've come over, you know, because they're interested in it. Okay. And, you know, uh, they've actually got some good knowledge and know a lot of the morphs. Like, you know, pulling one out, they're like, oh, that's, you know, that's a bumblebee, you know, and, you know, it looks like a female, like, and it's like, well, yeah, it is a female, but yeah, like, 
And, um, you know, they're like, oh, that's a normal, that's a calico. Like, you know, like they know they're stuffing. Yeah. They're, you know, they helped us out uh, at the cultural program t- or uh, the cultural gathering too. And, you know, it was really cool. And- yeah, I've seen that. They were there. I, a lot, I mean, I took some pictures. I know everybody yeah. was taking pictures with the big python looking like Britney Spears, yeah. you know, but they had, they had the big snake out there. It was really cool to see. Yeah. And I can't help but think like, you know, our, our ancestors had a huge knowledge of all the different animals and the plants, the ecology and, and snakes were in that as well, oh, you yeah. know, and to see our kids have like an interest and a knowledge. And like you say, they know their stuff. A lot yeah. of them, like, it's cool. It's going back to that ancestral knowledge and, uh, in all areas, you know, I think a lot of times people just think of our songs and our stories or, you know, but it's like knowing our terrain, knowing the animals that are yeah. here, knowing the all of that is part of our ancestral knowledge. And so oh, yeah. this is one element of that. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, and it's pretty cool having, you know, talking to other people like especially from here because, yeah. you, know, you know, and, you know, other kids are certainly like starting to get into it, too, now, which is good because, you know, it teaches them the respect for the animals and for the snakes. Yeah. And, you know, if there is, you know, someone does find one, you know, on the reservation, they can go and, you know, relocate it with, you know, proper guidance and stuff like that. There's an old story uh, of Easter here. They said that there was a, like a medicine man type guy who trained his snakes that if you had broken a bone, you could take, you could go over there and he'd wrap the snake mm-hmm. around you and they would, they would be the pressurization of, to replace your bone. He would use the snakes to oh, yeah. replace bones and then he'd wrap them and then, like that's how you would fix your bone a long time ago. Oh, wow. And so, um, and they said he even used rattlesnakes and stuff. So he was in the story as it goes, you know, he would he'd tell people, don't be just killing snakes for no reason. Right. You know, if you kill them then you know, eat them and use them and whatnot, but don't just, um, don't just idly go abuse, you know, snakes like that or any part of the ecology, which I think is powerful. You know, um, I know that there's stories of, and I think people still do this down South, but, where they take the snakes and they did eat them and they grind down the bones and add that to to their food for extra calcium and things oh, yeah. like that. So we have a long history with snakes. And I know yeah. some people here on our res too. You know, they use uh, the rattlesnake bones and like you know the rattles for like teething and stuff like that. Oh sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure if it's for like chewing or just you know in a pouch. You know, like a medicine pouch. Yeah. But uh, you know, I didn't. Really I've heard people asking yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. Uh, we've actually like uh, we found you know one rattlesnake that was you know ran over and you know. Skin, you know, took care of it, you know, took the skin off and put it on an anthill because someone said if we ever got one and, you know, it was in the live and then if we could do that until we did that. Oh, and, and ate all the meat away, huh? Yeah. And just slept the bones. And, yeah, that. Old Indian trick number 745, <laughs> yeah. boy. Throw the old <laughs> carcass on the anthill. Yeah. It, Takes it, athletes' feet away, too. Yeah. Hey. It took like, you know, it was only like two, three days and like went back out and oh, it was wow. just all bones. I'm like, wow, that was quick. That's crazy. <laughs> Those ants be working. Oh, yeah. You ever watch uh, the old Bear Grylls? When, yeah. <laughs> when it was like, he got a snake, he took the head off and then he had to urinate in it yeah. and then he drank out of it. Oh, yeah. That was so gross. <laughs> Every time I see a snake, I think that. I was like, would yeah, I do he, it? He kept that in there for a while, too. Yeah. It wasn't like he just like did it real quick and drank it. No, he kept that in there for like an hour. I was like, yeah, dude. <laughs> And the way they edited it, it was like two minutes later in the show, he was like getting saved. Yeah. It's like, oh. <laughs> it's like you could have just waited five minutes. Yeah. He would have been able to drink some water. Yeah. yeah the old bear girls. So do you, you must find this whole process pretty therapeutic, I imagine, huh? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, by the way, I mean, as we talk about that side of things, like, you know, a little while ago was Veterans Day, Happy Veterans Day, oh, Happy Belated Veterans Day. I know that you served in the, in the military in Afghanistan, the United States Army. Um how much of you coming home and and kind of dis, you know distancing yourself from that kind of thinking, I guess, yeah. and healing, I guess is the word, and and you know um, getting used to 
civilian life. How much of this reptile has kind of played a role in that? It's played a big portion of it because, you know, like you said, you know, it's, it is kind of therapeutic, you know, just like, you know, watching them, you know, move around and, you know, you know, just kind of just be themselves, like, you know, pulling them out and like just letting them kind of just, you know, wander around the yard or the house and just, you know, watching it. It's like, it's calming, it's relaxing. And, you know, you know, and then, um, when, uh, they shed and you get a full shed, especially with our, uh, you know, 13 foot, uh, Burmese Python, you get a full shed from her and, you know, you can see the eyes, the nose on the shed and, you know, it's just, you know, you're doing something right and, you know, it just makes you feel good and like, you know, just, you know, kind of, kind of forget about, you know, things that, you know, from over there and stuff like that. So, and, uh, you know, seeing, you know, I don't, I don't, like, uh, I didn't see, even see any snakes out there either, which I kind of bummed me out. It's a pretty dry uh, climate, though, I guess, huh? Is oh, that yeah. why you wouldn't see much? No, you know, I guess they have, like, cobras and, like, uh, some kind of vipers out there and stuff. I'm not okay. really sure what they had, but uh, now I'm, like, you know, I just, you know, it's just something that, like, you know, just in, piqued my interest, and, you know, I just kind of ran with it. And, you know, my sure. wife, Sarah, you know, she's been a big supporter in it, and she loves, you know, the geckos and the lizards and, you know. Uh, the blood python that I pulled out, that's, you know, that's her favorite snake. And that's, you know, one she doesn't ever want to get rid of. And I don't blame her. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I mean, when I think of geckos and lizards and stuff, I'm always going back to the Cheech and Chong movies. <laughs> that's like the first time I ever was like, wow. I remember a kid going like, you can keep a lizard in your house? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess I wasn't, I didn't know too much about the outside world or something. But yeah. but it's cool to go over there and to see all that you have there, you know. And I remember when you just had a couple. Yeah. And you're talking about getting more. And now you got a whole yeah. a whole bunch of them. Yeah, about 19 of them so far. <laughs> so if someone's interested in, in a little bit of snake knowledge or they're interested in possibly getting a snake, I mean, I imagine you want to learn a, bit, a little bit more about them before oh, yeah. you made that big move. Where can someone go get some information on all this stuff? Um, there's a lot of places on Facebook. A lot of, uh, you know, you can just type in, you know, reptiles or, you know, snakes or ball python, like the species that you're interested in. If you Google it, or not Google it, uh, well, Google it too, but uh, if you uh, look on Facebook and there's, you know, a lot of, you know, uh, different groups uh, that have a lot of files attached to their group pages and a lot of them are public so you don't even have to really be a member but you can go through and read you know a lot of the postings mm -hmm. and a lot of the files and you know uh, like I said uh, San Diego Reptile Keepers there's a Facebook page too for uh, uh, that's public too that uh, you know if you have a question you know someone's more than willing to answer yeah because you know sometimes I go looking for information like I'll see I've seen a snake and what kind of snake is this? So real quick, pull out my phone. I Google some information, and you know you're finding stuff like, like you know, right off the bat, they're throwing information from like North Carolina, and it's like, yeah. well, I'm in Southern California. So you type in Southern California, they give you a little bit of information. So I guess that would be really that to me. It sounds like that'd be very helpful to say like in your own city yeah. or your own region if there's some kind of um, information source like that oh, yeah. because they're gonna know the snakes of your area. They're gonna know if the snakes do well there, oh, yeah. all that kind of stuff. How about you, man? How do you get a hold of you? Uh, me, uh, on, we have our Facebook and uh, Instagram at Reservation Reptiles, uh, and you know uh, that's our main uh, our main pages where we you know if you have any questions or comments you know give us a you know a like and share or you know message you know anything you know really you know if it's you know whether you found one or you know you're not sure of what species it is if you know you have if you want to know about it you know where to get one if uh, you know. You know, we know where to get them, where, you know, who to get them from, you know, good breeders, good people to get them from. Uh, if you can, buy locally. Uh, a lot of big pet stores are not the best places to get them. But, you know, if you do happen to get one from there, you know, that's cool too. And I'm going to throw you a plug this way too to say, you know, if you have any kind of gatherings, cultural gatherings or educational gatherings or like, you know, any Indian centers or something or looking for something a little bit different to show the kids or like, 
I don't. I just know the the events that I've seen you guys go to and display. Like it's a huge hit, man. Like all the kids are over there looking at them. They're learning things, and it's not just about like oh, there's a cool snake, but there's a lot of education as to like take care, you have respect, you know, to the animals and well to the reptiles. Yeah. You know, and um, a lot of that kind of information, which I think is real important for our kids. Oh yeah. The more they're on that technology, the less they're outside, the less they're interacting with nature. Oh, yeah. So to see an animal, to hold it, and to say, no, you treat that with respect. Oh, yeah. I mean, it may be different than what you used to, but you treat it with respect. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, you guys got to hit up uh, uh, Reservation Reptiles to have them come out to a party or something. I think yeah. that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, we're available, on, you know, a lot of the weekends, you know, and just, you know, you know, we don't really charge anything for anything. You know, we do it because we generally enjoy doing it. We like seeing people's faces. We like, you know, helping people overcome their fears or their stigmas of, you know, reptiles and lizards because, you know, a lot of, you know, the people just aren't used to it and, you know, it's still, you know, it's a new thing, you know, to like, especially with, you know, like you said, our people and, you know, so just, you know, we're willing to come, you know, even if you just want to come over and just hold one or just look at it up close, like we're more than well, willing to accommodate. I'll make sure to get over there and hold your snake. <laughs> now, all jokes aside, uh, Justin and Sarah both native uh, from here, this reservation. And so the all all native owned and operated, all yeah, that kind of stuff, owned, and yeah, veteran owned. owned, yeah, family owned. Man, you're hitting from all sides. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, with that, I just want to say thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having and, me. And uh, we're gonna have to do this again, man. Oh, yeah. Next time, uh, you you know, bring some some lizards out. We'll bring some other stuff oh, yeah. and bring the and, bigger ones. Yeah, and I'll try to hold it. I, <laughs> this show, I was guys ah, say, give me a little next time, maybe. Yeah. All right, man. You take it easy. Have a good night, everybody.